For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. The Raiders pulled out a last-second miraculous win perhaps saved their season over the winless and hapless New York Jets, 31-28. With the Raiders' season teetering on the brink, Derek Carr found a wide-open Henry Ruggs III, who hauled in a 46-yard touchdown pass with just five seconds left to stun the Jets and prevent the Silver and Black from a humiliating defeat and snap a two-game losing streak. Can we call this one the new miracle in the Meadowlands? For those young Raider fans, look up the first miracle in the Meadowlands. Here's Ruggs on the game-winning grab. We were down to the wire. We knew we needed to play. And Coach, I mean, Coach dialed up the double move. And once, you know, once I'm coming off the ball, I kind of see that it's there. And I got the DB to flip his hips. And once I look back, it's exactly what you said. It felt like the ball was in there forever. Like, like it just couldn't come down and... I just had to find it and, and make the play. Up to that point, it wasn't a particularly good game for the Alabama rookie. In the first quarter, he had a Derek Carr pass bounce off his hands that resulted in a Jets interception. Then, in the fourth quarter, he fumbled near midfield following a third down reception with less than nine minutes to play and the Raiders clinging to a three-point lead. The Jets converted the turnover into a touchdown to go up four with about five and a half minutes to play. But in the end, it was Ruggs coming up with the catch to rescue the Raiders' season. Here's Carr on the final drive. I was just praying for one more chance, you know. And uh, we hit Darren on a big play on a, on a little, little corner route, corner stop thing, and uh, put ourselves in position, uh, you know, with seven seconds left. I couldn't. I couldn't believe they all outed, all out blitzed us. Um, but as soon as I saw it, man, I was, I was thankful. Uh, you know, and that's why uh, we prepare the way we do. That's why coach teaches the way he does. And I give coach Gruden all the credit in the world because he has prepared me and equipped me to handle those situations whenever we get those kind of looks to be able to handle it accordingly. And so to win a game like that in the fourth quarter, a uh, lot of emotions, big, big time roller coaster to say the least. Derek, your prayers were clearly heard, and the roller coaster ended on a winning ride. Before today's game, I was strolling through Twitter, and I found a Raiders-Jets video recap from a game played exactly 50 years ago today, December the 6th, 1970, at Old Shea Stadium. The Raiders trailed New York by six and faced a third and 10 at the Jets' 33-yard line. Former Raiders quarterback Daryl LaMonica threw a Hail Mary into the end zone and wide receiver Warren Wells made the catch between two Jets 
for the touchdown with just eight seconds to play. The Raiders kicked the extra point to win it 14-13. Little did I know, it was a prelude to what was going to happen about four hours later. Unbelievable, 50 years ago to the exact day. Well, the Raiders were eight-point favorites, and even though they didn't cover, they still managed to pull off a miraculous win. Next week, the Raiders are three-point underdogs at home to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, a win would move the Raiders back into the playoff picture. But clearly, it shows what Vegas odds makers think of the way the Raiders are playing over the last few weeks. Raider Nation, do yourself a favor. Check out betonline.ag. I mean, it not only has the NFL, but college football. And with the NBA just a couple of weeks away from tipping off the regular season, you can wager on who's going to make the finals. I'm going to say the Lakers out of the West. How about the Brooklyn Nets out of the East? Those are my two. What do you think about that prediction, Raider Nation? BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And then there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Haven't done this for a few weeks, and it didn't appear I was going to do it this week either. But after the miraculous win, I get to hand out an Ackerman's A-list player of the game. This is an easy one. It goes to Raiders tight end Darren Waller, who had a record-breaking day. I mean, he was clearly the best player on the field and completely unstoppable. He finished with 13 receptions for a career-high 200 yards and two touchdowns. It's the most receiving yards by a tight end in franchise history. I mean, you just knew it was going to be a big day after the first quarter. He had six receptions, and the Jets' secondary simply had no answer for him. According to AP's Josh Dubow, Waller became just the third tight end in the Super Bowl era to have 200 receiving yards in a game and two touchdowns. Who are the other two? The Broncos' Shannon Sharp and the Jets' Rich Caster. Here's what Waller had to say following the Raiders' win. There's a lot of man-to-man coverage out there. And um, anytime it's man-to-man, we like man-to-man. You know, I go in with the mindset I'm trying to win every single matchup every time I step out there. So uh, we got looks that we liked, and uh, we had a lot of stuff dialed up for it, and we just try to execute like we did in practice. Okay, time to hand out some grades. Let's begin with the offense. The Jets blitz all game long. And perhaps too much. Obviously, it didn't end well. Excluding the last offensive play of the game for the Raiders, New York's pass rush made Carr appear uncomfortable in the pocket. Still, Carr finished 28 of 47 for 381 yards and three touchdown passes with an interception and wasn't his fault. Carr also ran for a touchdown, so he accounted for all four Raider TDs. But it was his bomb to rugs that gave the Raiders the win. You know, without running back Josh Jacobs, Devontae Booker got his first start of the season. But overall, the Raiders' running game was fairly non-existent. In fact, in the first half, 
The Raiders called 26 pass plays and just eight runs, which gained only 14 yards. The Raiders opened up the second half going on a vintage 13-play, 75-yard drive, taking more than six minutes off the clock to go up two scores. On the drive, they ran the ball eight times for 34 yards. But from that point, they managed just 24 more yards on the ground and finished with 72 on 25 rushing attempts, which is less than three yards a carry. You know, Raider Nation, late in the third quarter, the Raiders were leading 24 to 13. And on two separate occasions, the Raiders had an opportunity to seize control of this game. For some reason, the Jets stopped running the ball, and the Raiders' defense forced two straight New York punts. But what did Gruden do? He went conservative. The Raiders ran a total of six plays for 10 yards and punted twice. I know I've said this over and over and over again, and I probably sound like a broken record. But every time the Raiders get a double-digit lead in the second half, Gruden goes conservative trying to be balanced or run heavy. I mean, there was no Jacobs today. Carr and Waller were destroying the Jets. And what did Gruden do? He goes conservative. I mean, I even tweeted it out. Two golden opportunities to grab a hold of this game. And the offense couldn't do it because of the play calling. And I've said this before. The Raiders' defense isn't built to protect big leagues. It's just not. And maybe at some point, Gruden's going to realize it. I mean, with Carr throwing for nearly 400 yards and the season-saving touchdown pass, perhaps, Waller's career day and a below-average running attack, I'll give the offense a B grade. Now to the defense, and this is a really mixed bag. Raiders were without safety Jonathan Abram and defensive tackle Malik Collins. And they lost starting quarterback Damon Arnett early in the game on the second play, as a matter of fact. Concussion protocol once again. And it started ugly as the Raiders' D was getting gashed left and right through the air and on the ground. The Jets came into this game averaging just under 14 points a game. And they scored a pair of touchdowns in the first 18 minutes. Sam Darnold hadn't thrown a touchdown pass since week three, and he threw two in just over a quarter. Then, the Raiders' D seemed to get its footing. The next three Jets' possessions ended in turnovers. Clee Farrell easily played his best game of the season after missing the last two because of the coronavirus. Farrell had a pair of strip sacks that resulted in turnovers. His first two sacks of the season... Welcome back, Clee. The Raiders missed you. And how about Trayvon Mullen coming up with his second pick of the season? You know, Mullen was feeling ill all week long. And he didn't even accompany the team on the charter flight to New York. He flew himself out a day later. And he made an impact in this game. That Raider Nation says a lot about that starting cornerback. But late in the third quarter, the Raiders' ugly D reared its head. They allowed the Jets to go on a 96-yard drive that pulled New York to within three. I mean, on the day, the Raiders' defense gave up more than 200 yards on the ground, and they did it without their leading rusher, Frank Gore, who left after the second play of the game. He had a concussion also when he collided with Arnett. I mean, someone named Ty Johnson had over 100 yards. He came into the game with just 60 for the season. 
Josh Adams, he contributed 74 more yards on just eight carries. He had nine yards this year. The Jets averaged more than six yards a carry with running backs nobody has ever heard of. I mean, for the most part, the Raider linebackers were nowhere to be found. They were MIA. Nicholas Morrow had a sack, but that was probably the one highlight from this group. But you know what, Raider Nation? The unlikely finish never happens if the Raiders' defense doesn't force a Jets punt after the offense turned it over on downs. The Jets took over at their own nine-yard line, and one first down would have ended the game. And at that point, I don't think any Raider fan would have been surprised if the Jets picked one up. But the Raiders' D forced a three and out and set up the late-game heroics. Here's Clee Farrell breaking down the last final few minutes of the game. Oh, my gosh. First of all, that drive where, we in the, where we're in their red zone, and on the fourth down, we didn't get it. You know, uh, D.C. floated it into the back back left corner of the end zone, didn't get it. So, we're like, damn, we're like, okay, just got to get back on the field. So, we went out there. We did the thing that we hadn't done all game. We stopped the run for one series. And then they get back out there in the middle of the field. I think it was like, what, 40 seconds left? And then you just see, like, we get one deep ball over the middle. I think it was a Darren. And then D.C. floated one super deep to Nelson over the middle. And we're like, oh, my gosh, bro. Like, no, nah, you can't overthrow him. can't overthrow him. Very next play, they sent an all-out blitz. D.C., ooh, back to Henry in the left corner. We're like, what? This is not real. Catches it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was just the craziest way of emotion. We just like, it was just like, man, I just couldn't even really believe it. It was, but, hey, I could, I, but I still can't believe it because I know the weapons that we got. So, man, it, I'm just happy, like, it just shows the true, like, definition of how fun this game is we get to play. So, The fact the Raiders' defense came up with three turnovers and three sacks and forced the key three and out, I'll give them a C plus. Leading up to this game, I said the Raiders' season is at a crossroad. They can put the Chiefs and the Falcons' losses behind them and make a strong playoff push, or like they have in seasons past, let things go sideways and miss the playoffs. Remember 1995 or 2011 or even last year? The Raiders control their own destiny because the two teams they're currently chasing, the Colts and the Dolphins, the Silver and Black host them both two of the next three weeks. The late Al Davis always said, doesn't matter how you get it done. Just win, baby. Obviously, I'm glad the Raiders pulled this one out because if they lost, for all intents and purposes, the season would be over. But it does give me pause, knowing what's right in front of them. And they still got embarrassed on the road to an Atlanta team playing for nothing more than pride. And then they needed a miracle finish to beat a winless New York Jets team. I feel like the Raiders have very little room for error as they begin the final quarter of the season. Next week, the Raiders return home and host the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, this is a must-win for the Silver and Black. I said it earlier. They trail Indy by a game, and a win would pull the Raiders even. But the Raiders own the tiebreaker if they can beat the Colts. I'll have a preview of that one coming up later this week. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast from the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening, and may all your punts run the coffee corner.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.